0: hello and welcome to our monthly longer chat here on bracken outdoors we're going to take a bit of a deeper dive into aspects of um, woodland leader life so working as a forest school leader business all the kind of philosophy bushcraft instruction learning practical skills all of that kind of stuff we just take a deeper dive and this goes out both on my youtube channel and on my podcast so if you don't want to (laughs) sit through the whole thing just watching me on here you can always find all of the audio recordings for this on the bracken outdoors podcast as well as my wednesday weekly vlogs that all gets uploaded to the bracken outdoors podcast as well as this youtube channel so for today i thought we'd take a bit of a dive into how to become a forest school leader, the steps that you need to take to get you from, okay, this is something I've decided I want to do all the way through to being ready to launch your first sessions. So, we'll, we'll, as <clears throat> the course of this, I'll take you through the seven steps to becoming a forest school leader. If you ask most current forest school leaders what the first step in becoming a forest school leader is, chances are they'll say you need to go out and you need to do the forest school level three qualification, the qualification that enables you to be a forest school leader. Now, I'm going to disagree slightly. I've been talking a lot about intention and beginning with the end in mind lately, and I think this is a great place to do it as well. So, whenever you're making a big life decision, and getting forest school trained is a big life decision, just as getting a degree, deciding a, a career path, this is what you're doing. This, this will affect your choices made in the future. So, it's important to get this right. So, the first step to become a forest school leader is to start to gain information and knowledge to be able to make a good decision. So you're getting data. Now what I would say the first thing you need to do is go and find forest schools in your area or locally or just connect with people nationally. The idea is that you go out to forest school sessions and you see forest school sessions in practice. You go have good conversations with other forest school leaders, I mean, I, I think I can speak for vast majority of leaders. We love having extra hands, particularly people who love the outdoors, are engaged, and want to see children learn and grow. So you may well need to get a DBS check, but it's a great start to get your, get the ball rolling. So most organizations, if you go to them, will sort out a DBS check for you if you're volunteering your time. And it might be worth paying them a little bit to get a full DBS check and then get registered for the DBS update service. That means that you can keep your DBS rolling. So every time you start a new activity, a new job, or work with a new organization, you can just refer back to that same um, DBS check in a way. It'll, it'll stay updated for you. And this is really valuable and really hard to do as a freelancer so if you're looking to become self-employed freelance forest school leader it's probably best to get that sorted earlier so so get a dbs check start connecting with other forest school leaders and start gaining some experience this is going to be really valuable for you in the time to come because when you're doing your forest school training you're going to need somewhere to practice you do your first sessions And you're going to want people to bounce ideas off and you want to be able to get a really good idea of what it means to be a forest leader. And that's going to be warts and all, like what is it like leading a session when in the pouring rain, when everything's a mud bath, or what's it like right at the end of the term with really hyper children. These are all the things you're going to want to know before you start to make the decision. So the first step for a forest school leader is to connect and experience forest school. Go out and find out what it's all about. This will then let you move on to making your decisions as to why. Why do you want to be in forest school? It's really worth nailing down why you want to work with forest school, what your expectations are, and also who you want to work with to meet these expectations. So this this will also include things like income goals. If you're looking to earn 40000 a year, forest schools probably isn't for you. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you have to be at the top of the international game to get that far. And you can work towards that. But just to start out with, Need to work out okay, what income do I need to make from this? How soon do I need to make it? And this will start to inform your journey. So we look at income, we look at okay, why, why, what are my larger reasons? What do I want to change? What do I, what difference do I want to make with these sessions? Am I trying to promote nature connectivity? Do I believe that children need to be more connected to nature? And this is my way of getting in and, and helping children develop that connection. Is it all about get, making uh, helping learners who aren't that confident gain skills and build confidence and they might not be as good academically and this can push them further to consider more practical skills. It could be working with troubled children, um, SEN children. It could be all sorts of things, but it's, it's good to pin down Based on your experience with a with an actual forest school, and working with with a variety of audiences, if you can, exactly why you're going into this and who you're looking to work with, because then, once you have, if you have this ahead of time, if you have your vision and your goals and your aims, you can then go, okay, then you can relate everything you're learning in your when you do your forest school leader training, you can relate everything back to, okay, these are the skills I want to learn, these are the things I need to pay attention to and you can start constructing your business structure so get really clear on your why clear on who where what and run some numbers okay if I charge this much per session it's good to get this out of the way first before you go out and spend all that time and money getting trained so had your connection experience work out your why and how. You don't have to, need to have all the answers, I just suggest getting a direction. Which then brings us on finally to um, forest school leader training. There's a number of organizations out there providing training, you'll probably find one local to your area. If you've already met forest school leaders, they can guide you in the right direction towards good trainers that will develop the skills that you want to work with your particular group so there's a spectrum of trainers now all of them do deliver this in forest school but they will all have slightly different focuses and slightly different specializations it's good to find someone that you'll be able to work with I do recommend an in-person course online just really isn't the same so find an online find an in-person course with a good reputable forest school trainer and go out and you what you're looking to get is your forest school level three. So there's three levels of forest school, there's the kind of introduction, level one. Now if you can get your level one as part of your connection experience, that's great. A lot of places will offer for free. Then level two is your assistant level. So if you if you're happy just to be a forest school assistant, this is fine. But I wouldn't recommend it because chances are, if you're an assistant, you're going to want to be a leader or you'll be forced to be a leader at some point. So it's better just to go jump straight from level one, just jump straight in at level three. It's going to be hard work, but you have a lot more flexibility and variety in what you can do from that point on. Now, if you can get the organization that you're with, like if you're in a school or in um and like something like Wildlife Trust or whatever, if you can get them to pay for your qualification, it is useful. Just, just you, you will like their trade-offs. You will likely get locked in for a certain amount of time. You'll have to work there for a certain amount of time. But it's good to have that support, financial support for this, because I mean, it, it's not as expensive as a gre- degree or a year at university, but it is a substantial cost to your year. Particularly when times are tough. So that's part of partly why we went through and we looked at do we actually want to do this first before we spent the money and the time. So, so you'll have your your initial um, practical week where you'll get introduced to forest school and everything else, you'll be sent away to work in your portfolio to deliver sessions, and everything else, and then you'll have an assessment week, and then you'll have to finish your portfolio which is massive it's going to be a lot of work a lot of field work a lot of academic work this is where the connections in step one are really going to help you because those are the people that are going to support you now if you wait right to the end i also have something something else that can help you get that support when you're working through your forest school portfolio and stuff but yeah really you want to be interacting regularly with the forest school that's already established. So that you can run your sessions that you have to run a certain number of sessions to qualify and you want to be working on practical skills and you want to have that mentorship. So get back into a forest school, do your forest school level three. So once once you've got your portfolio sent off and you are all qualified and everything else, the next thing to look at is going to be insurance. So you've got the training. Insurance is probably next because a lot of, before we find a forest school site, they're probably going to want proof of insurance. So insurance is good to get underway first. Most forest school leaders go with Burnbeck. They are a fair insurance institution. I haven't had any problems, major problems with them. They do look you, some assistant, some uh, customer service people look you but funny don't quite understand it if you've got a large bushcraft element to it but yeah just work with them just get your insurance sorted get your so you'll be looking for as a minimum public liability you may also need employees liability if you're looking to have um volunteers work for you or other forest school leaders so but as a minimum public liability Liability insurance that should insure you for most forest school activities. You'll set the height that you want to tree climb at. Everything else. That's a good solid place to start. Next, okay. So we've had connecting experience, work out your why, get your get trained and qualified, and then look at insurance. Then we dive into find a venue. This is probably going to be the hardest part of the whole lot find a venue is very challenging unless you're very lucky and already have somewhere lined up or some place that like we want a forest school here this is where again you're going to be looking for those connections and you're going to be looking to find spaces so I have a whole separate video on that and I'll link resources in the show notes and the video notes to everything that i've produced on this sort of topic so have a look at that but you're going to want a venue ideally it'll have trees that'll make it a lot easier nice little woodland public spaces are do work i run a lot of my sessions in public spaces it's not perfect but i have some really great partners that i work with and they really do provide Woodland space, and we have great sessions, and much learning does happen. So it's finding a space that's suitable for you, that's based on your needs, and is going to work with your business model. If you're delivering primarily free sessions that are then funded externally by I don't know, national lottery or or NHS or something else, then you might well do better running in a council space, they may not ask if you're running free at the point of delivery sessions, sometimes they won't even charge you for that. It's It's all about building connections with the right people and getting in and working out where you can use a space. So get to know people, build up a network, go visit places and you'll find a venue. may take some digging but it makes all the difference. As I say this is the hardest part so get it done early. So once you've got a venue sorted then you can start putting everything in place and this is where you have to probably dig deep into the paperwork. So you'll want a things like woodland management plans, risk assessments, policies and procedures. If you're working on your own, you need to understand what you're going to do in the event of an emergency. It's thinking about all of the things like you, a good forest school leader training will prepare you for all of this. But it's, it's looking at getting that paperwork all set up and sorted. The venue may well need that, so you, you would need to get it done quite quickly. And this is all about getting everything in place so that um, both the parents or the organizers or whoever is contracting you knows what your established procedures are and they understand that your capacity as a professional. So step number six was just get protocols and procedures all sorted, get all the paperwork. It's It's going to take some time. But you'll be able to refer back to these again again. I have the same I have risk assessments now. I've been risk assessing forest sessions for best part of six years. So I can now take those I can almost use those as templates and then I just go through piece by piece and go, okay, that site I need to modify this, the site I need to modify this, and I just review it and then it goes over and it's a new risk assessment for new site so this is this is a lot of hard work right off but in the long run you'll have all the resources there It'll, it gets easier it does get easier and then finally we you're going to need to get all of the equipment together and then start advertising so i have a whole kind of a video I put out recently on essential forest school equipment so There's going to be a few essentials, but 10 or less items you can probably get by with and get started. Just really embrace making use of the resources around you. Uh, Then you can, then as your forest school grows with more people or the sessions march on, you can start building more equipment in and building an equipment store. And, yeah, that, that takes you pretty much up to being able to launch and start running sessions. Now, this is only the start of the journey. Uh, there's plenty more to learn, and there will be lots of stuff. It'll primarily be business-related and planning-related, so will be planning good sessions and also dealing with income and business if you're not already employed for certain activity. So there you go. That that's that's how. That's the seven steps that I would personally take if I was starting back. Back at before I had any training at all, I would go through these seven steps in order, and just work through one by one, just focusing on everything, because this is this is designed to take you from no nothing, all the way through. So, is a quick review? First, first step is connection experience. Second step is work out your why. Third step is leader training. Get your Forest School Level 3. Get your insurance sorted. Find a venue. Get your policies, procedures, risk assessments and everything else sorted. Get your equipment and then you're ready to go. Now if this seems like a daunting list, I would like to make you aware that I do actually have a Forest School support call every second Monday. This is a great opportunity for you to meet people who have really gone through the journey, who already dealt with all these struggles, who have really kind of pushed through the Forest School portfolio and had to deal with insurance companies and um, write all these policies and procedures. So this is a great chance to just get together and chat and get advice and guidance from other forest school leaders and people who have said have done it all before i've seen a lot of it before they'll understand where you're coming from i'll leave a link in the show notes and the video notes to those support calls anyone is welcome regardless of the journey it's not just for people starting out we have people who been running sessions for years now and are just looking for like this this specific thing that they may be struggling with maybe they are transitioning to a different type of provision looking to upskill in a certain area hoping to find um, hoping to upgrade their marketing so that they can book more people into sessions dealing with uh, particularly troubling behavior all of that stuff is all in those forest support calls so dive straight in they are free to join you if you i'll leave as i said i'll leave the link down below for that and with that i think i will close this out i hope you enjoy having these uh, monthly longer talks as well as the short wednesday vlogs that i run with basically just just my my ramblings of the week just focusing on just one little topic whereas these ones we get to expand more. If there is someone that you think would be a good fit to be interviewed on this this podcast or this seg- segment then I'd really love it if you, if you send over um, their name and put them in touch with me I would love to get more forest school leaders and woodland leaders on here. People who have done it all Say and can really share some of the experiences and perspectives. So keep keep running forward from here on out. And yeah, if you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, thoughts, all of that stuff, if you're on YouTube, just drop them in the comments section below. If you're listening to the podcast, you can contact me as Always on at info at brackenoutdoors.com, nice and easy. And you can also find links, resources, everything else on brackenoutdoors.com. Okay, with that, remember, make the most of it every day, and I'll catch you all next time. So, bracken over and out.